Howdy folks, welcome to Camera Shake with me Kirsten Nuts and in today's episode I'll be showing you my 5 favorite cameras that I actually use all the time. So buckle up, grab a cold one and let's shake it up right after this. Welcome to Camera Shake Podcast episode 155. But hang on, before we get into today's episode, as always, I have one small favor to ask of you. Please do me a favor and join the Camera Shake community over on camerashakepodcast.com so that you're the first ones to know when we've got some exciting news for you. You'll find the link in the description, or if you're watching on YouTube, well, I say that, but you know, sometimes I forget. So without further ado, let's get right into it and let's have a look at my five favorite cameras. Okay, let's have a look at my number one camera. That's the Nikon Z6 II. And that really is my workhorse for any situation. Um, I use this for stills, for studio work. I use it uh, for commercial work. Um, I use it for headshots, portraits, um, you name it. Uh, this camera basically does it all. It's got 24.5 megapixel sensor. Um, which is ideally suited for video as well. The video specs on this camera are great also. So um, it's ideally suited for video as well. So it's a real hybrid camera, which for me is perfect. Um, you know, some people predominantly shoot stills. Maybe, you know, if you're predominantly a stills photographer and you don't really, you know, you don't really deal with video at all, then maybe the Z7 II might be better suited for you. But the Z6 II really, you know, if you're doing hybrid work uh, where, you know, you're either switching between stills and video, or maybe you're doing a little bit of sales and you're doing a little bit of video. Um, the Z6 II is really it's a beautiful camera. It's really small. That's the one thing. If you compare that to the Z8 that we spoke about last week, or you know, or even to the uh, the D750, which is incidentally that's what I'm filming with now. Because ordinarily I would be filming the podcast with the Z6 II, but since I'm holding this up here, uh, I'm currently filming with the D750. So even Compared to the D750, this is a small body. It, it's really lightweight. Um, in fact, it still has a really good grip, which is, I, that's what I like about Nikon cameras, I think, is, is they seem to really fit well into my hand. Um, if anything, I would say that without a battery grip, for me, maybe it's even a little bit too small. My, my pinky finger kind of comes off the bottom here, and, and that's just that little bit annoying <laughs> you know but hey you know all those things but anyway it's great for video um it's got really wide um iso range as well so it ranges from 100 to 512 000, um which is fantastic so in low light situations you really covered um i've used this for concert photography as well works really well the autofocus is great um vast improvement from the z6 to the z6 II. the autofocus um is is great um of course it's still, you know, it's, it's still miles away from the Z8 or the Z9, clearly, because, you know, they're newer cameras and, and, and more powerful. But this one has a dual processor. So basically what they did was with the original Z6 II, they had an XP6 um, processor in there. And that just couldn't really keep up with, um, you know, with the autofocus, really. So they just put another another processor in there and so this one has two chips and it works yeah it works pretty well i'm, I'm quite happy with it and um, there are always cameras that do better than this one clearly but as far as a workhorse is concerned um this is great it does everything that i needed to do um from portraits to headshots to commercial work um to video and um it's light it's robust it's solid 
Um, and that's and reliable, you know, just simply reliable because um, that's why I call this the my money maker because that's basically what makes you know what makes money for me. So there you go. That's a Z six two. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, it has. Just talking about the video specs for a minute. Um, it has IBIS uh, built in your know, image in body image stabilization. Um, it shoots you know four K up to thirty frames. Um, and uh, it, this you know it allows you to shoot a ten bit end lock. Uh, however, only to an external recorder. And if you've seen last week's um, episode where I was talking about the Z8, so that was one of the biggest advantages as far as the Z8 is concerned is that it it allows you to do that in body. So rather than having to put a ninja on top or using some form of an external recorder, which is highly annoying, it's just another thing you don't need. Um, you know, but for most applications, that's a great camera. It also doesn't break the banks. It's considerably less expensive than a Z8, if you think about that. Um, so it's a great choice um, out there. They're Canon equivalents, um, but you know, if you have the lenses, then you know <laughs> this will do just fine. The the, uh, the Z mount, by the way, I should say, is beautiful. It's big, lets in a lot of light, um, and it looks great. Um, yeah, I've, I've managed to get some amazing results with this. It's just yeah, that's my workhorse, the the Nikon Z six two. Okay, and here's camera number two. It's the Fuji X one hundred F. Um, it's a beautiful little camera, it's a real retro feel, and I love that camera. It's after the the Z6 II, this is really one of my favorite cameras. Um, I love it because it's got a fixed lens um, with an equivalent of, it's approximately, it's an APS-C sensor, so it's an equivalent of a 35mm, um, if, you think, if you're thinking full frame. It's a fixed lens, so you can't change the lens, so you're stuck with that 35mm. What that means is, it means that you have to be a little bit more creative. It really makes you think on your feet, quite literally on your feet, since you can't zoom in or out. You're going to have to actually, you know, use your feet, walk up closer or, you know, walk backwards so that you get a wider angle because 35 mil is what you got. And you can get some additional lenses that you screw at the top. That's sort of, uh, you know, lens extensions or whatever they're called. But generally speaking, that's what you got. That's really why I bought it originally because, because I found that, you know, I used to take a big Nikon body and a bunch of lenses with me every time we went out on a trip or every time I went into town or went into some street photography or whatever. And the reality is, it was just a lot of kerfuffle. Just too much kerfuffle, really. Because if you think about it, you know, you're walking around and you want to change the lens, you could take the body out of the backpack and you to change the lens over. And, you know, more often than not, you can get to that point where you think that was too much hassle, so I'm not going to do it. And actually, you come back with surprisingly few images. So I thought it might be a good idea just to, uh, you know, get a small camera that really allows me to create incredible imagery. And um, and that really just forces me to simplify. You know, sometimes creativity is found in simplicity. And that's really what that's done. It's, it's simplified the process. It made me think. And, um, and th- as a result, I'm just simply taking more pictures. And it's more fun. What I love about uh, the Fuji X100 line, and that includes the uh, the X100F, and of course the newer version of that, the uh, X100V, is that it's just a haptic. It it feels great. Um, it has dial physical dials on it. Um, you know the the shutter button is it's like an old school shutter button. It looks like an analog camera. The amount of times that people stop me in the street and and ask me about, you know, whether I'm shooting with film or what camera that was and, you know, what old, whether it's an old camera or not. 
Oh, you wouldn't believe. Uh, virtually every time I go into town, I use this thing. Somebody stops me and asks me about that. Um, but it's not. It's a fully digital camera. It's great. Um, these uh, the interesting thing about the X100F is is that, as I mentioned, there's a newer version, the 100V, out there. Um, and so you would think, well, so it must be, you know, the, the F, the slightly older model, must be a really good bargain to pick up secondhand. But I've just noticed that, or I've just realized that um, the prices, the prices for this camera hold incredibly well. So you're still looking at something like, you know, anywhere between eleven to thirteen hundred pounds secondhand for one of these, which is uh, which is amazing. So if you have one of these, hold on to those. Um, and if you if you're thinking about getting a really great, you know, fixed lens camera for street photography, for example. Or just something that's small enough so you can carry it around with you uh, quite easily. You don't have to take extra lenses or anything like that. Um, something that's small, practical, and allows you to create great imagery. Um, the the Fuji X100 line is is definitely something I recommend. The other thing I love about this, I'll tell you, is uh, the fact that you can create loads of different film simulations. So Fuji, obviously, Fuji Films been known for creating really great looking film stock um, over the last, you know, I don't know. 500 years but uh, but you can digitally recreate those um, in the camera and it's a really cool app that you can use also um, that, that gives you lots of recipes that you can experiment with and play around with and and I've come up with some really cool um, cool looking film simulations with this that I just love to to shoot with so it's a little bit like in a weird way it's a little bit like shooting film without actually shooting film if you know what I mean so um, it's a great opportunity to just get a little bit more creative this camera has some really cool little features. For example, it's got built-in ND filter, um, which is great. Um, so if you you know if you if you want to shoot at a wide aperture in broad daylight, a built-in ND filter comes in really handy. Um, but also, just if you want to just get out, you know, some more details, more color in the sky, you know, you just press a button. Um, you can you can set the ND filter to a function button. You just press a button, and the ND filter kicks in. Um, it's fantastic. It's some amazing, amazing images. As far as the sensor is concerned, it's an APS-C sensor, um, but it's tw again, it's 24 megapixels. Um, that's more than enough to print large. I've got some very large prints on the wall here that you can't see, but um, that I shot with this. Um, it produces amazing images, um, and it's you know, it's like I said, it's it's one of my one of my favorite cameras to use. I love it. Just love it. Right, here we go. Favorite camera number three. Now I know, I know before I before I take it out, I know some people are gonna go, oh no, but it is what it is, because my favorite camera number three is an iPhone. The iPhone 14 Pro. The reason why it is one of my favorite cameras is because you know what they say, the best camera is the one you've got with you all the time. And and that's what makes this an extremely useful tool. Now, on the photography side, these smartphones have come on a long way and the quality that you can produce with those is absolutely stunning. Now, what I love about the iPhone 14 Pro is the fact that it's got three lenses. It's got um, a wide angle, an ultra wide, and a telephoto lens built in that gives you a range of different focal lengths, which is fantastic. So you can get everything from super freaky, super wide to um to like a was it a three times zoom on it or something with the telephoto lens and optical zoom which is fantastic you know it's a great choice um 
it's a great camera to have around with you and i'm pretty sure you know there are other smartphones on the market that have equally good cameras i guess um but you know having a camera in your pocket all the time just allows you to take those shots that otherwise you wouldn't take you know again just imagine if you have a camera in your back on your backpack or something you know by the time you've taken it out or whatever it's uh, you know things have happened and the moment's gone the moment's lost but with an iphone you can take photos wherever you are and i find that's really important especially when it comes to you know family for example the amount of photos that i've got on my iphone you know that are photos of my daughter growing up really ever since she was born she's 11 now almost 12 um you know it's incredible I remember, I think it was my 30th birthday when my mom, as a present, put together a photo album of, of photos for me, which I loved. There were some pictures you know, from my childhood and then uh, when I first moved to London and you know, back then I used to be a musician. So, uh, you know, there's some cool photos from, from that time. But but the amount of photos that you, that you can pick from, that was really small, you know. Um, I have thousands of images of uh, of my daughter on my phone, of her growing up and all the, you know, the key moments or just funny moments around the house, you know, her playing with the dog or making goofy faces or, you know, um, Eurovision. <laughs> gotta, be, gotta be mentioned, you know, whatever. Um, you know, events that are just, you know, that are memorable or, you know, just just moments that happen, you know, because... I don't know, for all of, all of you guys, if you're listening or watching this on YouTube, if you have kids, you know, there are so many goofy moments that happen all the time. And being able to record that in really high quality photography and video, it's just amazing. You know, so so the technology has come such a long way um, that, you know, I think it's just incredible. And I don't really think there's, I don't really think there's, there's a stigma attached to taking photos with your phone anymore. It's just really, if you think it's all about the image at the end of the day, and if you look around, um, I remember talking to Lisa Carney, for example, and her mobile photography, and I'll put a link to that up here somewhere. You know, check check that episode out because that's that's proof that you can create incredible photography with an iPhone or a smartphone. Other brands are available. Um, so, quite clearly, that is my favorite camera number three. <laughs> Right, here we go. Here's my favorite camera, number four. And it is the Fujifilm Instax Evo. Now that's a little bit of an oddball um, because it's an Instax camera. So it's an instant camera, basically, you know, similar to similar to a Polaroid, if you're not familiar with the Instax brand. Very similar thing. Um, and the, the reason I love this camera, I really love it, love it, love it, is the fact that all my other cameras are digital cameras. You know, create digital files, you work on them on the computer, and then you sometimes you print, sometimes you don't. Most of the time I don't. I really don't print a lot at all. Um, very, very rarely have client work that needs printing. Um, so, but I like the process. So sometimes just having something tangible in your hand, like a print, it's just a beautiful thing. And it's so easy with one of these Instax cameras. So Fujifilm have a range of different Instax cameras in their, in their lineup, and I basically own a number of those. But this one, the uh, the Instax Evo, is sort of a... It's a really cool hybrid between a digital camera and, 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 and an instant camera. 
So uh, it's, it's a camera basically, uh, but you can do a number of different things with it. First of all, it has a screen on the back and, um, and it allows you to take a picture and then it allows you to, you know, change things about it. It allows you to, it has a different film simulations in there. It has different lens, um, lens options and lens effects. And you can create some really creative photographs with that. And then once you're ready, you just, you pull this lever, which is like one of these, uh, film forwarding levers from back in the day. And, uh, and then it prints out your photo. So whilst some of the other insects cameras are essentially just, you know, super simple, you just press a button, the thing prints. Awesome. But this one has a few more features that I think are really useful. You can use it as an instant camera, but you can also link it up to your phone and just use it as an Instax printer. So that's even better because now, so you can take photos that you've taken on your phone and you can create instant prints with that, which is amazing and really so much fun. So, you know, to give you an example, you know, these prints, if you remember the old Polaroid uh, format that was kind of square, um, these ones are different. Instax have a number of different formats. They also have a square film. Um, they have a slightly sort of larger film. And they have these, uh, these ones here that are really perfect for kind of portrait type of images. And, uh, and they're really great. They're really super fun. I find that I look at these prints a lot more than I look at digital photos on my camera, for example, or, you know, or, or photos on my phone. These ones are beautiful. I have them on my desk all the time. Um, you know, we took some photos the other day. We had the Eurovision uh, Song Contest final. I went to a little party. It was hilarious. Um, I lost. Never mind. Um, some terrible songs. It's, it's not. I mean, it's a song competition, but, you know, it's it really is about... It's kind of about who has the most terrible song. <laughs> Germany beat the world. Well, that's terrible. Anyhow, um, so I have these photos on my desk, you know, photos of my kids um, or other photos that I take, and they just remind me of good times. And it's really, it's really fun. I just enjoy it. It's, it's a thing that puts fun back into photography. And I think sometimes, you know, that's important because especially for those of you who, you know, are professional photographers, maybe, or, you know, um, for those of you who are, who do this for a living, you know, sometimes it can become a little bit like a chore, I guess, you know, taking, taking pictures is your livelihood and you might love it, but. There are those moments where you just where you're just not inspired anymore, you know, and you just you just put the camera down, and then maybe you get to the point where you feel that your creativity is stifled a little bit. And I find that using cameras like the Fuji X100F or like the uh, the Fuji Instax Evo, it just puts the fun back into photography for me, and I just love it. So I take that with me on travels, and but I also when I do a job, usually when I do a bigger shoot, for example. I always take a group photo of the crew with this camera. And it's great because you can, with this particular one, you can actually take the picture and then you can print out several copies. So everyone can have a copy, uh, which is great. It's a great little souvenir. Um, it works really well. It's, it's just a beautiful little thing. Now, the, uh, the Instax Evo sets you back roughly about something like 175 great British pounds. And I know I'm talking pounds if you're you know, using a different currency like US dollars or whatever, maybe do the, the, the you know, conversion, but it's roughly about, give or take, it's about more or less the same. So 175 
quid, as we say. Um, you know, it's it doesn't break the bank. It is super fun. The only thing I would say is, is that the uh, the Instax films, so it takes the Instax mini format. Um, they are quite pricey. There's there's ten images on this film, and you know, and I think two films probably set you back about somewhere around fourteen pounds. So you want to you want to be conscious of you know of when you're taking an image. So the spray and pray thing isn't going to work with this camera. And again, that's actually a great limitation. I love that. It's it makes me think. You know, it makes me think about every time I press the shutter button, and you know, again, it, it's different from taking digital pictures. You know, on a digital camera, you can take as many pictures as you want. It doesn't really matter. You just pick the one that you like in the end, and you know, you're golden. With this one, you got to think in advance. It's like the olden film days. Although, you know, even on 35 millimeter film, you had 24 images on there or something, or 36 sometimes. Um, but with this one, you got 10. 10. That's all you got. 10 images used sparingly. Every time you press the button, it's, you know, it's a dollar sign going up. <laughs> so, um, still mega fun. Um, so, pick one of these up. Um, that's the Instax Evo. But, like I said, Fujifilm have a number of different models. Uh, some are kind of quirky and bubbly and colorful and fun. Um, but there's also there's another sort of retro looking um, version of the slightly simpler um, Instax camera, which is also great. I used to I used to have that, but I can't remember the exact one. I look it up. I'll put it in the I'll put it in the video at the bottom there. Yes, get yourself an instant camera. It is hilarious. And here we are, my favorite camera number five. It is a bit of an oddball. It's an Aqua Isolette from 1937. In fact, this camera has um, a lot of meaning to me personally because this used to be my grandmother's camera. And so, you know, photography in my family go, goes back three generations. And uh, my grandmother uh, graduated as a photographer uh, in 1938. And this was the camera that she got as a graduation present. And it's still in my family. And believe it or not, it's still fully functional. Listen to that sound. Ooh. It just sounds great. It's still fully functional, which is really a testament to the craftsmanship um, uh, in those days. So things were made to last. It's a bevel camera. Um, it has it collapses, which is kind of cool. And you press a button, it comes out. Let's do it again. Have a listen to this. Oh, ah, love it. Sight res view. They don't make cameras like this anymore. Um, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful camera. Um, it has a lot of nostalgic appeal, obviously, you know, um, but it's just a timeless beauty, and I absolutely love it. The folding bellows are made of leather, and um, there's a danger, of course, because this camera is, you know, over eight decades old. As I said, there's a danger that that perforates and lets some light in, so you can be fairly careful with that and look after it. But this one in particular is in, in really good nick. Um, they made these from 1937 through to the early 50s, I believe. But this is a first uh, first generation model, so this has been around. It's it takes a medium format film, so it's a little bit like the original Instagram if you think about it. Square pictures, so you can still get film for this 120 film. Still works absolutely perfectly fine enough. Um, it's a family heirloom, 
really. And, and that's one of the reasons why I love it so much. So it just evokes that sense of nostalgia and creativity in me. And, um, and it's a film camera. Again, it's a little bit different from shooting digital all day. Um, and I've seen some images that were taken with this, with this camera, uh, back when it was, when it was new and the image quality was exceptional. And you wouldn't believe it really, you know, if we, we think we create sharp images today, these images were sharp. Um, everything of course on this camera is absolutely manual. So everything from, you know, choosing the aperture to, um, choosing the, the shutter speed, everything is, is a manual dial. So, well, you had to, there's a lot of guesswork involved in those days. You had to kind of guess, um, indeed, you know, you had to use a light meter, which, you know, it's an art form that's maybe a little bit forgotten about nowadays. But uh, this Aqua Isolette is a beautiful camera. Um, I love it to bits. And it's definitely always going to be one of my favorite cameras of all times. And it's really quite, it's quite portable as well. Fantastic. And that, my friends, concludes our journey through my five favorite cameras. Each of these cameras holds a special place in my heart for various reasons. Whether it's the professional capabilities of the Nikon Z6 II or the portability and fixed lens of the Fujifilm X100V, you know, the fun and instant prints of the Instax Evo, the convenience and versatility of the iPhone 14 Pro, or the timeless charm of the Aqua Isolette. These cameras have brought joy, creativity, and unforgettable moments into my life. Remember, the best camera is the one that sparks your passion and enables you to capture the world through your unique perspective. Whether you're a professional photographer, an enthusiast, or someone who simply loves documenting last moments, there's a camera out there that's perfect for you. I hope you enjoyed this video and found it insightful. If you have any questions or want to share your own favorite cameras, make sure you leave a comment below. And as always, don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell to stay updated with future content. Thank you for joining me and happy shooting. See you next Thursday.